Welcome to Free Memory. I'm your host, Gideon, and we are back with another episode. This podcast was recorded on August 3rd, 2021. Enjoy the show. So today's topic is actually about um, cell phones. And I actually just want to talk, I actually had a different topic, which we'll uh, save for tomorrow. So this is a bit of a freeform podcast for today. So do I do apologize in advance if I seem a little disorganized. It's because I didn't totally plan this podcast. I actually just saw a news article that was posted about a week ago that I actually just want to talk about. This article is from the ABC 10, although I believe there are other news publishers that are also talking about this. And the headline is, Turn Off, Turn On. Simple Step Can Thwart Top Phone Hackers. The National Security Agency recommends rebooting a phone every week as a way to stop hacking. And I think this is actually a really interesting, I guess, practice or um, according to this article, it calls it a best practice guide for mobile device security in which it recommends rebooting a, a phone every week as a way to stop hacking. And I can, I can kind of understand that. There are, uh, I think, a lot of common malware nowadays um, is only like persistent as long as the phone has not been rebooted. I know that many you know, jailbreaks for iPhones and iOS devices uh, do work this way because Apple does have some, I believe it's a chip or maybe some kind of software that verifies the boot sequence and so it doesn't boot a device where the boot's already been tampered with. So that does make sense. I think the exploit does have to run after the device has been booted. And so, I mean, I do think about it this way though, um, and that's if you are trying to, I guess, gain access to a cell phone and you have an exploit on the device, I. You have to be careful about these kind of practices because, yeah, sure, it's great, actually. I think it's a really good practice to re constantly reboot your phone. But you have to also remember, like, what if the trigger for gaining access to your cell phone was this malicious text message? And as soon as your messages load, your phone is exploited again. Well, then it's basically the same thing as, you know, having permanent access to someone's cell phone. What are you going to do? Disable your messages app from loading? Maybe on Android that's possible, but on, on iOS that's not possible. Your messages app will load as soon as the phone boots and it'll try to update all the messages and like iMessage and whatever that gets, I guess, sent to your cell phone. And even if, you know, it doesn't have to load, someone can always just send you another message. And I guess you can turn on airplane mode to prevent that if you know it's happening. But, you know, a lot of these victims, sometimes they don't know what's happening. And I think this is actually related to it recently. Um, there's a new like spyware tool called Pegasus. I'm not entirely sure what company it was made by, but I do know it was making the news because it was targeting journalists and I guess other um, people of interest who, and they're trying to like wiretap into people's cell phones and it targeted both iPhones and Androids, Android handsets, which, you know, it's kind of unusual for, I guess, an exploit of this nature. Normally, you know, an exploit can target one device, but not the other. And so you have to, like, create a toolkit that has, you know, both, I guess, exploits, one for Android, one for iOS, and sometimes even for Android. You know, sometimes exploits only exist within, for example, a Samsung ecosystem. Or maybe it's even, you know, deeper design flaw that only exists on, like, one model of handset. And so in that case, you have to create a toolkit that has even more exploits in it, which means that you have to find more exploits for these devices. And for these kinds of cell phones, which are, I guess, they're updated quite frequently. Um, I think getting someone to run code on their device is, and, and to, I guess, go undetected for a long time is kind of improbable, although it's certainly possible, especially since, for example, 
you know, state targets, state sponsor targets, I'm sure they have their methods. So it, would, it doesn't surprise me too much that something like this has been going on. I think, you know, this is actually something that some people on the internet like to say, which is to practice good OPSEC. So, you know, you want to make sure that your own operational security is always good. You know, you don't want to be running code that you don't know what it does on your devices, computer, cell phone, tablet, whatever, you know, and you want to try to minimize like the risk and impact you have, right? If I don't use iMessage on my cell phone, I shouldn't set it up. So in case there's ever like an iMessage, you know, exploit, it won't affect me if I don't use iMessage. Similarly, you know, if I use my handset only on Wi-Fi and I don't really need the cellular capabilities of it, then maybe I shouldn't buy a cell phone at all. Although I think, you know, in the today's age, that's kind of improbable and unlikely. Maybe the better analogy is like a tablet. Or maybe, you know, cell phone. You should be careful about like what Wi-Fi networks you connect to. Although exploits where you connect to a Wi-Fi and immediately get hacked is kind of rare these days. Although I, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen like, you know, them making the news recently on that. But even still, you should be careful because when you connect to a wireless network, your phone will try to, you know, contact some servers, whether that's phoning home. If you have an Apple device, you're going to, going to try to phone Apple servers. If you have a Google handset, it'll try to phone Google servers. Actually, pretty much most Android devices will try to phone Google servers no matter what. Although, you know, Samsung devices may try to phone Samsung servers, so on and so forth. You know, your phone, as soon as it connects, finds an internet connection, it's going to try to ping these servers unless you have like a custom ROM or, you know, custom software running on your device. There's basically no way to prevent this. And so, you know, not joining random Wi-Fi networks is certainly one step you can take, as well as, you know, not going to random like websites. Maybe, maybe you know, you're, the only thing you do is like documents and maybe you don't even open your email on your cell phone, right? And so if all you do is like look at your own notes, then you don't need to go to like random websites. You can just store your notes on your device. And so if these notes never get synchronized to the cloud, never get downloaded, never get uploaded, then, you know, it's not really an attack vector anymore. And if you don't use a notes app, you can just delete it entirely. Although on iOS, I don't think you can actually delete notes app. I believe you can like hide the app now, but it doesn't seem like you can delete it. Whereas on Android, you, know, you can disable apps entirely, even if you can't delete them, like disable system apps, which is, which is a good thing. Um, you know, preventing code from running on your device that you don't want running, that could be like an additional attack vector is always good. It's just like, you know, same thing, I think the similar concept actually stems from privacy. And so, you know, I think privacy is always going to be the slightly bigger concern than like getting hacked. You know, if you're a target, it's already over. Um, whether it's a state-sponsored target or not, it doesn't really matter. Once you're a target, it's over. Because oftentimes these groups that make you a target have way more funding than you, have way more knowledge than you. You know, they hire people that are way more skilled than, than you are at, you know, defending yourself. And so it, there's not a lot you can do by then. I, I think, I mean, there's, you can always, you know, like I said before, practice good offset. So it's like a preventive measure, but as soon as you're a target and they're like targeting you specifically, they're going to find a way in. It's like the same, same thing like applies with like, you know, physical devices, you know, your computer isn't safe as soon as it's in the wrong hands. It doesn't matter like how much you encrypted it or whatever you did, right? The second it's in, if you have someone else has physical access of your device, it's over. You know, they have basically infinite time and infinite money to crack your device open. And so, you know, they can always attempt that. Obviously, you know, I think with computers, 
it's a little bit easier sometimes because you can do full disk encryption. You can, you know, have like automatic wipe or automatic remote wipe or store just store nothing on the computer at all in the, to begin with. And so all they can really glean from it is like, you know, maybe slight like command history or like what's installed in the computer. But if you don't store any documents on it, then there's not much they can do. And so, I mean, you shut down your computer, boom, it's encrypted. The RAM is cleared, RAM is flushed. There's not, there's not a lot they can do from, you know, a computer standpoint. But I think all this put together just really shows, you know, we care about privacy in today's age, well, some of us do. And we care about, you know, making sure that there's no, like, attackers in our space. So, you know, I guess, like, maybe OPSEC isn't the right word for it because, like, we also care about privacy. And so, you know, privacy is, like, a whole different matter. And I think, you know, there's a lot of good resources. I'm not, I shouldn't be the person you're going to for this kind of advice considering, you know, I have a Facebook account. So literally I am violating like, you know, my own privacy and my own security just by having a Facebook account. But, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of good, you know, advice on the internet that doesn't come from me. That, I mean, if you're curious, I can like link below or not below, but, you know, in the show notes. But yeah, that's, I guess, my free form opinion about, you know, this are tangentially related to, you know, rebooting your device regularly, which is always good advice, you know, regardless of whether it's good for security or not, you know, if there's a memory leak in your phone, it's also also good to reboot your device. But yeah, thank you for tuning in and listening to the free memory show hosted by Gideon. This episode was slightly different, so let me know what you thought. As always, you can find links and references in the show notes, and I am still considering starting social media accounts, although this is the eighth episode now. So yeah, let me know.